Hey guys, thanks for joining us for this 87th episode in Season 2 of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. Special guests for this episode include Irish-American country singer Quiva. We'll be talking about her new single, Show Off. We'll also visit with our good friend, country singer and songwriter Dallas Remington. Her current single, Princess, just released this week. We'll also have an acoustic performance of her last single, Uncommon Man. Of course, if you would, please take the time to subscribe, comment, leave some feedback, check out the shop, and of course, share with your friends. Now, there is a reason that your parents told you to chew with your mouth shut. It's not just rude, it's also annoying. And scientists may have finally figured out why we hate it so much. Now, people who really get annoyed by it have something called misophonia. Now, that's where common sounds like chewing or heavy breathing can drive you nuts. Now, researchers at Newcastle University in England scanned people's brains while they played different sounds that might trigger a reaction. And for people who have the condition, certain parts of their brain lit up much more than people who don't have it. One section that lit up was the part of your brain that processes sound, which makes sense. And that happened with everyone, even people who aren't extra sensitive to it. But some people's brains also showed hyperactivity in the premotor cortex, which is an area of the brain that's responsible for moving your mouth and throat. In other words, hearing someone chew their food can activate the part of your brain that wouldn't usually kick in unless you were chewing. So for people with misophonia, it can feel like an intrusion. And it can give them the urge to chew or swallow, even though they're not eating. Irish American country artist. Uh, I, I hate to just limit you to country artist. We've got Quiva on with us today. And first off, Quiva, it's uh, it's a privilege to have a chance to visit with you. Thank you so much for having me. Now, tell us, when did you know that you had something special and that uh, music was a gift you had to share with others? Well, I grew up listening to country music from a very young age, and I kind of just fell in love with it. And then I was really inspired to just start writing my own music and start sharing my message with people through music. And when I was nine years old, that's when I started songwriting. And I started working with Jamie O'Neill and she kind of taught me everything I know about songwriting. And as soon as I got in the studio and I recorded my first song and I heard it back, that was kind of just when I knew that this was what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. What was it like? What was your first impression when you heard yourself back? Were you, do, or, or have you grown accustomed to hearing yourself? I know as a radio guy, when I hear my voice, I'm like, I don't really sound like that. Yeah, it was definitely an interesting experience, but I've gotten more used to it now, of course. But it's still like you can always hear the little things that you do when you're like, oh, I don't like that. When everybody else <laughs> might think it sounds great, but it's like you just know yourself, you know, and I bet you understand that with radio as well. And you talked about Jamie having a, a, a hand in uh, in your successes as well. And to see somebody like that have uh, an interest in you and your artistry as well. I mean, what does that mean to you at this point in your career as well? It was just so inspiring to be mentored by her because Jamie is such a big influence in the country music world. And just being able to be taken under her wing and learn from one of the best was just such a great experience. And I'm so grateful for everything that she's taught me because I don't think I would be here right now if it wasn't for everything that I've learned from her. 
your age 17 still or or have we hit 18 it's still 17 yeah i'm still 17 <laughs> now do you think that uh being irish american and spit splint spit splitting time boy easy for me to say uh splitting <laughs> time between the two do you think that that has really maybe matured your your mental process in in the songwriting over the last few years well i think that just being in ireland and then being here has just made me experience different things, which then can influence my songwriting. And the people in Ireland all love country music. So I love playing back there and just, I just want to keep improving and playing for people. So I just love doing that when I'm home. The new single show off and this one, I, I tell you when I first heard it, I was like, it can't be the same girl that uh, that's done these ones before the growth that I, that I see not only in the songwriting, but in the, the, the production work as well. I mean, how proud are you of the single and then of the reaction you've been getting from the listeners as well? Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm so excited to have this song out there. It was one that I really worked hard on. I wrote it with Trent Tomlinson and Brandon Darcy, and we just had a blast writing this one. Cause I wanted to write a song that, just talks about how you don't have to be somebody else to impress somebody that you like. Cause I feel like, especially in today's world with social media and everything, everyone can feel pressured to do that. But I'd been working on this one for a while and I was just so excited to have it out. Cause it's kind of, it's kind of like a new chapter. I feel like with my music and just something new that I was just so excited to put out as soon as I'd finished writing it. You're a seasoned veteran now. You started writing at the age of nine. So now you got like eight years of uh, of songwriting under your belt. How how has the, the writing changed and how has the inspiration for writing? I mean, how much easier is it to find those inspirations? Well, when I was younger, it was definitely so much harder to write because we'd be sitting there and it's like, well, you can't say that. You can't say this because I'm so young. Like, what is there to write? <laughs> I can really write corny love songs that talked about, you know, flowers and rainbows and stuff like that. But now since I'm older, I've experienced so much more and I've just been able to write, I feel like, more relatable music and just expand what I write about for sure this last year as we've all had to change the way we do things i mean how much has social media helped uh, you expand over the last year when so many people haven't had the chance to get out and actually play obviously having to to delve more into that social media presence the pandemic definitely messed everything up but social media was one thing that was still there for people to stay in contact with their fans which i'm super grateful for because even Though I wasn't able to be out playing live shows, I could still record a cover and post it up there for my fans to see and stay in contact. And the ones who can't make it out to the live shows would still be able to see that. So it was just a great way to stay connected with your fans throughout everything that was going on. Have you had the opportunity yet as things have opened up? Have you had the chance to get in front of a live crowd yet? I have. I've played a few rounds, like writer's rounds here in Nashville, but nothing crazy. I'm going to be playing in the UK this summer, which is really fun for the Buckles and Boots Festival. So I'm super excited about that. That's going to be a big live show. But other than that, just a few smaller live shows. But it was just so nice to be back up on stage and singing for a crowd. Now, how much did you have to battle the butterflies uh, getting back up there the first time out? You know, I think that the butterflies were just mainly excitement of being able to get back up there. I wouldn't say I was really nervous, but it was definitely just 
a great experience because once I'd gotten back down, I just wanted to be back up there again. <laughs> You're like, uh, turn the lights back on. I'm going back up. <laughs> They're not calling Please. it on. Please encore me. Come on, guys. Call out. <laughs> Quiva, who are the biggest songwriting influences? Who are the ones out there right now that are that inspire you? I listen to so many mainstream country artists as well as pop artists, but I would say that I really love Thomas Rhett, Casey Musgraves, even Shawn Mendes and Marin Morris. They're kind of some of my top influences right now. And as we open things back up and uh, tour dates become available as well, I mean, how excited are you for the prospect of what the end of 2021 can be as opposed to what we came into the year looking like? Can't even put it into words. I'm just so excited to get everything back to normal and to be playing live shows again. I'm just so excited to reconnect with fans and I just really am excited. I can't wait. Now you get to go back across the pond this summer. I mean, what? how much different is the reception of country music in, in England and in Europe as opposed to, uh, to, to here in Nashville and in the U.S.? I'd say that here it's so much of a of a variety where you have more country pop but in Ireland I would say it's more of the classic country that everybody is more familiar with but it's cool to go back there and kind of play them some of my songs which are more country pop and just kind of expose them to that because it's kind of something new I feel like so I just say it's a little bit more traditional but I love traditional country music anyway, so I do not have a problem with that at all. <laughs> now, now, who were the uh, the the Irish country influences that uh, that maybe you grew up with? I mean, I wouldn't say I had any Irish influence like with country music, but I would say my grandmother, she was an Irish singer, and she would sing all around Ireland, and so I'd say that she was just one of my influences with singing for sure. And yeah, she really inspired me. Now, what are the, the goals, the outlook for the new year? And how has the way things have gone the last year, how has that adapted you for the, the reopening, if you will? I think that I've just been really focusing on songwriting and figuring out what kind of music I'm trying to get together because it's just been a crazy year for everybody and trying to stay away from those songs that are more depressing because nobody was in the mood to write happy songs to say <laughs> I just say that working on some good up-tempo, happier music and just getting everything together so that once the time comes for live shows to come around, I'll be all prepared. And I'm just so excited for that. Now, how, how much do you appreciate the live songwriting sessions as opposed to the Zoom rights? I mean, uh, how excited are you to see those back again? <laughs> Man, I can't even tell you. I cannot stand doing zoom rights it's so <laughs> difficult because somebody will be trying to play a guitar and then somebody will be trying to sing something and it just it doesn't work and then the wi-fi disconnects and it's just like oh my gosh it's crazy but i'm so excited for that to come back because those are pretty difficult and it's just it's not the same as being there and sitting in a room and just having the same vibe as it usually is that's cool. Now, Quiva, if folks want to find more information about uh, about the single, about the upcoming dates, social media, all of that, where's where's the best place for our listeners to catch up? So all my music is for social media is at Quiva Music. And then you can find all my tour dates and 
any more kind of updating news you can find at quivamusic.com. So those are kind of places that people can stay in contact. And all my music is available on all streaming platforms. Well, that's awesome. And uh, again, Quiva, I appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule today. And you have a, a great rest of your week. Again, thank you for your time today. Thank you so much, Cameron. I hope you have a great day. Now, if you're having second thoughts about a significant other moving in with you, there's many ways to deal with it. I mean, first off, you could, hey, talk it over. But there's a guy in Clearfield, Utah, just north of Salt Lake City, who had a much more dramatic plan. He set fire to his own mobile home so that there was no place to move into. Now, he's a 29-year-old named Jordan Berghout, and when the firefighters showed up and saw the place ablaze, they asked him what happened. He said something like, I know exactly how the fire started. I started it. Because things with my girlfriend have not been going well, and if I burn down the house, I no longer have to worry about her moving in. Well, unfortunately, he didn't just burn down his own house, he also caused significant damage to the place next door. Now, luckily, it doesn't sound like anyone was hurt. Now, by the way, Jordan also told police that he was addicted to meth and that he's heard voices that have told him to harm himself or others. He was charged earlier this week with aggravated arson, a first-degree felony. Love to have our friends back on, and uh, none much more friendly to us than our good friend Dallas Rivington. And Dallas, an exciting week. I appreciate you taking some time to be on the show. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for having me back. I always love getting to talk with you. Like I said, a uh, an exciting week. Brand new single dropped yesterday. You didn't have much going on yesterday to go along with that, though, did uh, you? Not at all. Two gigs, <laughs> radio interviews, pre-recorded, thankfully, pre-recorded um, television appearances, because if we'd had that on top of each other, I don't know what I'd have done. <laughs> I'd have gone insane yesterday. I was already chugging a monster as is, so... Um, yeah, it was an amazing day and, uh, got my very first billboard and it's right downtown in the heart of Nashville. So if you're driving down Broadway, you see it and it's just been, it's just been a crazy, crazy week. Heard myself on the radio for the first time this week. <laughs> like it has just been, whoo, thank you Lord for all the craziness, but, uh, it's been a lot of tears this week too. So happy tears. So, um, it's been awesome. That's good. Now, now tell our listeners, uh, we previewed the track this morning and I was texting you, uh, showing you updates as, uh, as it was coming up. What's it like, uh, a new single and, and we've talked already Dallas, the challenges we've all seen this last year to have something out there and, uh, just, does it feel rejuvenating to you as things open up? Oh yes. Yes, definitely. And you know, we released a single last year in the middle of the pandemic and not being able to really promote it. You know, not being able, like I hopped on a Zoom with you and um, with several people, but so many people weren't working because they didn't know what right. was happening. They didn't know what to do. So everybody put a pause on it. So now that we can release a new single, we can, I mean, I'm in Alabama right now getting ready to go on set and film something like the fact that we can leave our house, go promote it and hopefully get back on radio tour <laughs> soon. So hopefully we can get back to Oklahoma and see you is just Oh, it's amazing. Like, and you never, it's one of those things you never realized you weren't going to have. You weren't going to be able to go out and support a single and tour and play shows. And now that we can, it's like, 
hallelujah. We can see the light. We can see the end of the tunnel. Let's just go. Let's do this thing. Now, Dallas, we've we've known each other for a few years since you made a radio visit to the studios here in Altus. And how how different uh, do you look at a radio tour now as opposed to that first time, that first radio tour? I mean, how much have have you grown? Well, I've learned in the like, well, I think you were one of our first runs we ever did. And um, Miss Jennifer booked that. I have started booking them and I have learned I am terrible at logistics. <laughs> so I have grown on the fact that someone else has to book radio tours because I will do. I did it last time we went on a run and my mom was like, I'm going to kill you because she had to do all the driving. We had to get from Kentucky to the eastern side of Arkansas in six hours. And then we had to get from there to Hugo, Oklahoma by 5 a.m. And then we had to get down to Houston. And my mom was like, you're never booking anything again. <laughs> so I have grown in the fact that I can now delegate. Um, but, you know, I love that we did start doing radio tour when I was so young. So now I'm going back and I'm seeing friends. It's not like I'm meeting people. I'm meeting a lot of them for the first time, but getting to mix in um, meetings with, with people like you and people that we've known since I was 17. Um, and, so they can, I mean, they do see the the growth I've gone through because they've literally been there since I was a kid. And um, that has been, that's really cool. And we're hopefully, hopefully going to be getting back on the road and getting to see some more friends, meet some new people um, radio tour wise this year. And, you know, it's going to be a whole new ball game just because of what we all have been through the last year. Still trying to be safe, be careful and, you know, try to make the best of it, but keep everybody healthy and uh, in the meantime, so it's going to be a whole new ball game now. <laughs> now, the the new single, a bit of a change from uh, from Uncommon Man. I mean, just slightly different than uh, storyline. Now, now, how how exciting is it for you to kind of change things up as well, especially after the success you were able to see on Uncommon Man? Yeah, well, I mean, it all kind of just shows to me everything happens for a reason and everything's a God thing. So we had originally we were going to release Princess last year. And I haven't ever told anybody this. I told them we were going to release a different single. It was going to be Princess. And I just didn't feel like it was the right time and the place in the world. And, you know, so my team and I, we sat down and we went through a bunch of my songs. And I said, well, what about Uncommon Man? I wrote it for my dad and I played it for him. And they were like, where has that been? Of course, that's a single. <laughs> um, so, you know, I had that gut feeling that we needed to release something different in the world. Um, we needed something uplifting and not saying the princess isn't uplifting, but you know, something that went for the time of that we were in and the place that we were in. And so, um, you know, thankfully I listened to that gut feeling. And then in the meantime, I got another gut feeling that, you know, maybe we could do some work to princess and we actually rewrote a little bit of it and we recut the song and the track. I mean, the track we had to, it was amazing, but it has, it was like the other one was like here and this one's like way up here just because we added the fiddle. We did new drums. We did all kinds of stuff. And so, you know, I've learned to listen to those gut feelings and I was really listening to myself the past three months. Like, is this right? Is this the time? And my, everything in my body was going, this is the time. This is the time for this song to get out. And um, it's just one of the most amazing feelings to know to release something you've worked so hard on and you've been in love with for so long. I mean, we wrote the song three years ago. So, I mean, this has been a very special one for me and to be able to, to finally release a fun summer sassy single and we're just going to go out, have some fun with it. And it's just, it's hard to explain the feeling. It's, um, it's just amazing. 
you talked about your crazy schedule yesterday and, and your schedule already a, a bit crazy today. What uh, what what kind of Memorial Day weekend are you looking forward to? Is that this weekend? Oh, it is this weekend. <laughs> I didn't even know. Um, I think I might run home for a little bit because my uncle's birthday is this weekend, too. So might run home for a little bit, but I'm actually playing a gig in Nashville Sunday night. So, you know. I don't ever get any breaks. <laughs> <laughs> now you, you talked about the emotions yesterday and seeing, seeing the billboard as you drive. I mean, are you going to have to avoid driving down that way just to keep the emotions or, or it, it, it's going to build you up as you go, right? I'm going to literally, cause I don't go, um, because of us doing everything on zoom and everything, I don't get to go downtown very much, but I've already told them, I was like every day this week, I'm just going to drive back and forth <laughs> waiting for me to sing it. And uh, it was really cool though, because we, when we went over there yesterday, um, they said it wasn't going to start running until 11 o'clock when we were getting there for the photo shoot. They said, it's not going to be in rotation until then. And so mom and I, we got there about 1030. We're sitting in the parking lot waiting for the rest of the team to get there. And every one of them said, I saw it as I was driving up. Did you not see it? And I was like, you don't mean it's running already. So I just jumped out of my car and sprinted up there. And the first thing, literally I was rounding the corner, like I could barely see it. And it popped up right as I got right there. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it was, it was amazing. So I'm excited to, I'm going to drive by like probably a billion times this week. Just to see if I see myself, you know, Dallas, how much different is it taking the stage now? Are, are things, uh, I, I know that the crowds are excited to see live music. Is, is the feedback getting close to what we've seen before? Yeah. I mean, I feel like, the crowds are a lot more um, attentive. Like they 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 pay more attention now because we've had so long without live music. So why would you go out and see live music and talk over it? You know. So I feel like that's a good thing. And they're you know they're wanting to get into the show. They're talking to you more. They're paying like they're paying attention. They're asking about. They're asking questions. It's um, I guess because so many people have gotten used to, you know, Zoom things or um, Facebook lives where you can ask questions. So I'll just be playing and somebody will be like, just start asking <laughs> things and asking for requests. And I'm like, I love it because that's what to me, that's what country that's what live music is supposed to be like. And the fact that we're getting to that where people listen, they want to be part of the show, um, I think is amazing. And I hope it stays that way because, um, you know, it's. It's really cool for an artist to play a show and not be background noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? And there's and no other way to say it. So, so now if they have questions, do they at least raise their hands? Do, do they at least? Do I mean, that they wait in between songs, <laughs> and they might wave at me, and then they'll ask. Yeah. Now, the new single, Princess. Tell us the the whole story behind that, and uh, how hard is it as a songwriter to realize that maybe you need to do a little editing? How how hard was that to <laughs> oh, yeah. to, to accept? I guess. Yeah, I know. So Princess, we wrote three years ago this month, actually. I wrote it with Bridget Tatum and Nancy Deccan. And um, we actually, we wrote it in like an hour and a half. It was one of those just like flew out um, kind of songs. And we, so it was actually the day after the Royal Wedding back in 2018. And I was stalking Bridget on Instagram um, <laughs> that morning. And I'm like, you know, she's Bridget Tatum. I mean, she just speaks lyrics, basically. Yep. 
And so I was like, what has Bridget said recently that could be a song? And so I was watching, looking at her Instagram and she put on there, you ain't a princess until you marry a prince. And I was like, Ooh, girl, Ooh. preach. And um, I brought it up when we got to her house and she goes, Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm so glad you saw that. I'm way ahead of it. Let's just, let's go. And um, we ended up writing this song. That's just about a girl who's, trying to be something she isn't instead of embracing embracing what she already was you know embracing the life she has and you know our message to anybody yeah we're having fun and we got sassy with it but anything we want if we want anyone to take anything away from the song it's just to love who you are no matter what no matter where you come from because there's always going to be somebody that loves you for you and um that's what we tried to write on the song and we didn't rewrite a bunch of it we just had a couple lines we had one that they always say don't put things in songs that might age it and we had one line that I was like, I feel like it's aging it. I feel like it. So we went through. So our new line, and I won't even say the old one, but the new line that we did add in is the self-claimed royalty. And I think that was that was a really good um, addition to the song because I think it just helped, you know, amp that thing up that she thinks she is when nobody else does, you know. And uh, But, yeah, it is kind of, you know, especially when you've already recorded the song. <laughs> right. To sit down and be like, you know, and ma- luckily, you know, like I said, I was having that gut feeling and mama was having it too. You know, my mama does everything with me and mm-hmm. she's with me everywhere. And one day we were driving around last October, maybe. And she goes, can we listen to princess? And I was like, okay. And she goes, see, <laughs> she's like, I know it. I know there's something there. And I was like, I just don't know mama. I was like, I love it. It's gotta be great. I don't know if it's great yet. So we listened to it. And I went to my producer and I was like, please don't kill me. Just don't be mad. I think it needs something. And he goes, I've been feeling that too. Let's redo this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank goodness we're all on the same page. And, you know, I was talking to somebody about it the other day because like now one of the main things about the song is the fiddle. We had no fiddle in it to begin really? with. So if we hadn't had that gut feeling, we would never have had Janae Fleener on there ripping it to shreds with that fiddle you know i'm like i'm so glad that all three of us have been like let's add something let's do some things and you know we redid drums we added a different guitar part in a place and then we had her come in and she has originally all of her fiddle parts were lead guitar which sounded amazing and i'm you know me being a guitarist i love that but i was like let's try a fiddle there and Next thing I know, he goes, okay, I'll, I'll send it to somebody to see what, she, see what they think. I didn't know who he was getting to do the fiddle part. Next thing I know, he texts me. He goes, okay, Janae was in here yesterday. She did the fiddle parts. So I'm sending them over to you now. And I was just like, whoa, this is insane. I'm so glad. So, you know, in this case, it was, it was kind of a no-brainer for us to redo things. We just had to admit that we were feeling that things need to be redone. But when as a songwriter when people come up to you and they're like well i think i would do this and it's like most of the time i want to go well that's just your personal opinion (laughs) but i don't i listen but sometimes i'm hard-headed and i I don't i don't do it (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious so dallas know you got your guitar there for us and uh, i'm excited to hear you play do you uh, you want to save the single do you want us to play that at the end and uh, maybe play something else now yeah that sounds great here well uh, Never done a performance in the back of a suburban before, so we'll do this. This is actually my single we released um, a year ago this week. Um, It's called Uncommon Man. And thank you, Cameron, for all the support you showed it. There's no such thing as 40 hours. 
No working on the fire. Blood, sweat, and tears. Praying to God, help me survive. Through droughts and floods and never ending days. And disaster years, he tries to keep his faith. He has holes in his jeans. He didn't buy them that away. And when he shakes your hand, you have his word and he'll take it to the grave. For he falls asleep at night, he reads the Bible by his bed. And he thanks the Lord for an everyday life of an uncommon man. He does his best to support. His kings and his wife. Sometimes he might man's dinner, but he still tucks them in at night. Church and chores are still family affairs. Yet to him, no other life can compare. He has holes in his jeans, he didn't buy them that away. And when he shakes your hand, you have his word and you'll take it to the grave. Before he falls asleep at night, he reads the Bible by his bed. And he thanks the Lord for an everyday life of an uncommon man. sound like a poor man's life, but he's richer than any millionaire. He has holes in his jeans, he didn't buy them that away. And when he shakes your hand, you have his word, and you'll take it to the grave. For he falls asleep at night, he reads the Bible by his bed. And when he thanks the Lord, and, sh- <laughs> and he thanks the Lord for an everyday life of an uncommon man, an uncommon man. That's why I don't think and sing at the same time. <laughs> it's all fun and games. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna play this later. Oh. Oh, remember it now, Dallas. <laughs> Bye-bye. That's all good. Now, now, Dallas, uh, I, I know t- you're getting close on time. I wanted to make sure that uh, we let everybody know where they can find the new single, where they can yes. keep up with upcoming tour dates, social media, and all that stuff as well. Yeah, so the easiest way is to actually just go to my website, DallasRemington.com. That's Dallas like the city and Remington like the shotgun or the curling iron, whichever one you want to <laughs> And uh, from there, it's got the links to all my socials, links to where you can find Princess and the rest of my music. There you go. Well, Dallas, it's always great to visit with you, my friend. Looking forward to seeing the success of the new single. And, and of course, always looking forward to talking again real soon. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And as promised, thanks to our friends at Spotify, here is that single Princess, which is available now wherever you get your music.
Before we go, does this stat have more to do with not wanting to share or not wanting to be judged? 59% of Americans say they prefer to eat ice cream alone with no one else around. Now, the poll also found 83% of millennials who like ice cream think they're an ice cream expert, whatever that means. Well, thanks again for joining us for this 87th episode in Season 2 of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. If you ever have a comment, question, or anything else you'd like to know, just hit me up on the contact page at gqwithcam.com. You can also find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, all at GQ with Cam. If you'd like to help out in the funding for this podcast, you can visit the merch store where we've got hoodies, shirts, stickers, mugs, tumblers, much more. That's gqwithcam.com forward slash shop. If you have a special guest idea, email me gqwithcam at gmail.com. Well, thanks again to our good friend, Brandon Allen, for coming up with our theme music. We're going to let him play us out and hope you guys have a great rest of your Thursday.